Welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week, I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. My aim is that these 15-minute conversations twice a week give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, today on Fruitbox, I want to talk about box delivery schemes and why demand for them continues to grow. Here, where I live in central London, there's a supermarket at almost every corner. And yet, every year, more households in my neighbourhood, and in fact in the rest of this city of almost 9 million people, sign up to a direct delivery scheme where you get a box of fresh fruits and vegetables delivered to your door. Joining me on Fruitbox today to talk about all of this is Emily van Popperinger, the co-founder of Oddbox, a fresh fruit and vegetable delivery scheme that now operates in London, but is looking to scale up and go to other cities around the UK and even to franchise its model to other parts of Europe. Emily, hi, welcome to Fruitbox. Hi, Chris. Thanks for inviting me on Fruitbox. Now, Oddbox is a, a box delivery scheme with a difference. Your unique selling point is that you're promising fresh produce that won't ever get near the supermarket shelf. So how, how on earth does that work? Yes, so actually our promise is to deliver the very best fruit and veg, just not necessarily the perfect looking one. And uh, so uh, we work directly with growers and fresh produce suppliers, rescuing fresh seasonal surplus fruit and veg, which are at risk of becoming food waste, either because they don't meet their market specification in terms of size, shape or color, or because they are surplus to requirements. And you probably would know that uh, on average, 30% of all the food we produce globally is thrown away and never consumed. And it's estimated that 20 to 40% of the produce are rejected simply because they look imperfect or they are surplus to requirements. And uh, because we operate as a veg box model, uh, we actually are able to choose what goes in our boxes on a weekly basis. And therefore, we can offer an outlet for excess production. And also because consumers don't choose what goes in the box and, uh, and don't look at what is, goes in the box similar to how it is when you shop in a supermarket, then there's less of that uh, expectation that it looks perfect. So every box delivery for them can be a kind of a surprise? Yes, it is. And that's actually something that uh, our uh, consumers uh, say that they love about Oddbox, uh, especially people who have young children, is that it's like Christmas every week. So uh, we deliver overnight, and so they have their box uh, waiting on their doorstep uh, that uh, they open in the morning, and it's always a bit of a surprise, and they get produce that they might never have cooked with before. And so it's just uh, a bit of uh, experimenting in the kitchen and discovering uh, additional produce. So our only criteria is that the produce need to be great eating quality, but it doesn't matter how it looks. And in lots of cases, it's just uh, bigger or smaller, uh, and uh, it's not necessarily really uh, wonky. Mm. But you're, you're trading, I mean, essentially on these big environmental issues, such as sustainability and food waste. And it means that more and more shoppers are prepared, quite literally, to pay a price uh, for this produce by subscribing to, 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 to Oddbox. Now, is your appeal, therefore, to a kind of certain type of shopper only? Uh, I guess one who, for whom values 
mean much more than simple value for money? Yeah, so that's a good question. So we don't pretend to be the cheapest and we can't compete with the discount supermarket, but we believe that we offer good value for money for our service. And that's something that our uh, consumers uh, say about us, that we actually uh, provide a really good value for money for what we offer, but we appeal to people who believe in balancing values and value. And so uh, our small veg box is less than 10 pounds. So for less than 10 pounds, our consumers can receive a box of fresh veg delivered to their door. So we kind of offer an option for people to shop in a more sustainable way. And our consumers buy a box because they care about the planet and they want to do something uh, about the planet. So we provide an easy and convenient way for people to shop more sustainably. And uh, um, in addition, um, our aim is also to reconnect people with how food is grown. And so every week we include a leaflet in the box which explains where the produce come from, why it's in the box and provide them with insight about the industry, as well as tips and recipes to help them cook all the produce in their box. So people learn about seasonality, our growers might be impacted impacted by the weather and other external issues, so like the current uh, pandemic, and how big of an issue food waste is. And you probably know that, but uh, just in terms of stats, if food waste was a country, it would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gases. So actually by buying Outbox, our customers contribute to helping solve the issue of climate change. And that's the main driver for them to buy Outbox. And, and do you insist, Emily, on, on, or do your customers insist, I guess, on just local, locally grown produce, or can the produce come from anywhere? No, it can be from anywhere. And actually, in terms of fruits, there's still a limited number of fruits which are grown in the UK. So mainly apple, pears, berries, plums in season. But there's a lot of fruit which come from abroad. So uh, we work both with local suppliers, but we also work with importers who might be grading here in the UK or mm. will have surplus. So might have imported more and might have some change in their orders from the retailers or might have changed. Or we also work with importers who work with food services. So we've got a a variety of different fresh produce suppliers that we work with. Now you've you've talked about your suppliers and you've explained earlier that um, you're you're working with them to rescue, as you call it, produce at risk of going to waste. So a part of that is going to be class two, but also there's a large portion of that which is surplus class one due to overproduction, the change in orders and so on. Um, But doesn't that mean that by default, your sources of supply are always going to be kind of uncertain? You never really know what you're going to get. And, and, And how do you therefore work with that? Yeah, that's correct. But uh, for a lot of suppliers, there's regular overproduction. And uh, uh, even though uh, overall the industry is getting a lot better at forecasting demand, there's still a lot of unpredictability. Uh, But uh, yes, there's some uncertainty. And the fact that uh, we work as a veg box means that uh, we never guarantee what will be in the box to our customers. And uh, uh, they also know that uh, it's going to change based on what we're able to rescue. So we can be very flexible in terms of uh, uh, what we put in the boxes. So for example, right now, uh, because it's a change of season 
for uh, carrots. We don't have carrots in our boxes. Um, we've, we've, we work with several brassica suppliers, and so some weeks uh, they will have uh, surplus cabbage, and that's what we'll put in our boxes, and some weeks it might be cauliflower. So we've got that flexibility of uh, taking different produce. Right now, we're um, going to work with one of the major um, leafy greens and salad uh, producers uh, in the UK, and um, because of the pandemic, um, they've got a drop in the, their orders for food services. And so we're going to take um, uh, salad items for the next several weeks. Oh, that's interesting. Now, early on, on in this coronavirus crisis, um, here in London, in fact, in many other parts of the UK and in towns and cities kind of everywhere, really, the struggle was all about trying to find food on the shelves. That's that settled down now, of course, and the supermarkets are, are full again. But as you've said, you've seen your subscription numbers grow over this period. What I'd like to know is, is whether this growth is temporary or do you think this growth is, is sustainable? Are you now kind of part of the established supply system of fresh fruits and vegetables? Yes, yeah, so we, we think um, there's an element of, uh, so some people will go back to uh, shopping from the supermarkets, but actually um, uh, there's been a huge shift. So the online grocery has never been a big portion of uh, the overall uh, grocery shopping. It was around 7% before the pandemic. It's now shot up to being 10%. Uh, now uh, people are, are realizing the convenience of getting produce or grocery delivered to their doors. Uh, they signed up uh, online and so that there's a big kind of barrier which has been crossed. And so we believe that um, uh, now that uh, they realize the convenience of getting things delivered to their door, a majority of people will continue uh, with uh, either kind of uh, online grocery from retailers or with a veg box. And also uh, social distancing restrictions will remain for the foreseeable future. That means that uh, people are wary of going back to physical stores. And uh, the receiving a weekly veg box brings some certainty in their life. And uh, at this difficult time, people need that certainty and the com comfort. And there's also been a shift with uh, being at home means uh, we cook a lot more uh, at home. So uh, that's where kind of, uh, the old concept of a veg box works really well. So people experimenting and cooking and, uh, and baking a lot more. And I think there's also kind of uh, the fact that there's been scarcity uh, on the shelf uh, it means that in some ways people are reconnecting with the value of food and realizing that it's not a given to have everything available all the time. And so we've seen that there's been a reduction actually in food waste in people's home because they're putting more value in the food that they buy. Mm. And and so where, where where next for Oddbox? You're you're planning to grow in other parts of the UK. You're pretty well established here in in London, the city in which we both live. Uh, you've got ambitions to grow in other parts of Europe too. I think the idea for Oddbox, in fact, came from from France, where you're from originally. Uh, where where are you with all of that? Are you going to be expanding into into these uh, uh, into these other areas as you hope? 
Yeah, so uh, so we've we've seen our orders uh, triple, and we now have over fifty thousand customers uh, in London only. Over the next few months, we are going to expand nationwide, and uh, then um, and because uh, the reason for, for the nationwide expansion is because we've got thousands of people uh, outside of London on our waiting list who uh, are looking for a box to expand to their area. So for us, um, it's about uh, expanding. So we already work with over 70 different suppliers, a lot of them uh, who work with retailers and food services uh, on kind of, uh, a big scale. And so we are looking at expanding our supply base. So always looking to partner with more uh, growers, local growers, as well as uh, fresh produce suppliers and importers. Um, and um, so yes, next step is uh, going nationwide in the next few months, and then uh, we'll be looking at uh, uh, Europe uh, potentially in the, in the next few years. And, and Emily, do you, do you need therefore to look for local distributors as well, or do you do you plan to kind of set these? You've got a distribution centre, I think, in 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 South Central London. Uh, will you be looking for distribution centres then across the country, and and therefore working with uh, local distributors in these particular cities that you're targeting? So we now have outsourced the parking to a co-packer in Kent. And so the plan is to do, continue to do all the parking um, there with our co-packer in Kent and do the distribution from there using uh, nationwide courier companies and then potentially set up distribution centers in a few different cities once we have uh, the volume of orders in specific cities. Yeah. Okay. Emily, thank you. That's uh, all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. That was really interesting. I was joined down the line today by Emily van Popperinger of Oddbox. Emily, thank you. Great to talk to you again. Thanks a lot, Chris. Now, you can find today's conversation with Emily and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. They can also be found on all the major podcast platforms. Just search for the word Fruitbox. Uh, I'm pleased to say our audience continues to grow, and it's great that so many of you are listening in. If you want to feature in a future episode, if you want to ring up and have a chat with me, then why don't you get in touch uh, via email at chris at fruitnet.com. And don't forget to download our new magazine apps from the App Store or Google Play. Fresh Produce Journal and Asia Fruit are now out and we're working hard to get Eurofruit ready later this month. They're designed to work on your smartphone or tablet and have been developed by the same people behind The Economist and other great magazines. Do take a look. I'm sure you'll like them. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.